Hello, and welcome to the Art of Management podcast, where we will help you, the practice owner, reach the full potential of your practice. I'm Janice Wheeler, the president of AMI. Thank you so much for checking our podcast, and I hope you find this episode super useful. Hi there, Janice Wheeler speaking. Um, I have a topic today that is of extreme importance and interest to an awful lot of people right now. It's called hiring staff. And we could call it a fancy title, Hiring Superstars. Some people call it a fancy title of Hiring the First Warm Body That Applies for the Job. I have noticed in going into stores and restaurants and Costco's and Ikea and everywhere right now, there are signs on display, hiring staff, hiring people, apply here, etc. Now, for healthcare practices, it has become an extremely important factor to have the right number of staff in order to service all the patients of the practice and not go rangy with a shortage of staff and, you know, trying to get through every day with not enough people to service everybody properly. So it, it is a topic that I think that we should address. And I have some thoughts on this. And I just thought I'd run through how we help our clients actually hire the right staff and end up with a really good team despite all of what's going on in society right now regarding the shortage of staff, quote unquote. So what is the first step? The first step is to realize that there are really good people out there that really are looking for a great job in a great practice. And that if you make a great practice and have fun and make it be a winning proposition for somebody to work in your practice, you will find someone. So the first thing you need to do is make sure that all of your internal um, attitudes and, and wishes are foremost and not buying into what everybody says, oh, there's a shortage of staff, there's no good staff out there, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. All of these things I have heard over and over again from a lot of different doctors that I've met with, and I have analyzed 6,000 practices across Canada one-on-one for three hours or more each over the years of doing this, and Yes, we've just had a pandemic, and so that has created a little bit more of a problem than we had before, but it's always been an issue, and it doesn't need to be. The first thing is to get out any negative attitudes. That's the first thing. Honestly, if you think you aren't going to find any good staff, you are absolutely going to be right, because you probably won't try, and if you do try, it won't be with the winning attitude. So really, the first thing to do is shed that mm, junk better word than garbage. So shed it, get rid of it, you know, get it out of your space. So there are good staff out there. There are ways to find them. And we don't have any magic wand or anything like that. We just have good standard processes that allow you to find that person. When we start putting in this place, we, this in place with our clients, we've often found that they'll have somebody knock on their door and say, hi, I live 800 steps from your practice and I'm looking for a, um, a new position. Is it still available or do you have anything available? <laughs> and our client phones in all ecstatic, like, oh my God, this is like magic. No, it's not magic. He was doing all the right actions in the first place with our guidance to actually 
have that luck, quote unquote. So the first thing after you have cleared your mind of all the negativity and you know that there are really good people out there and that you can find them, and I don't care where you are in Canada, we have clients in very remote towns and rural areas all over Canada and Northern Canada, and they always manage to find people to come and work for them. So unless you're an ogre, in which case, give up now. Just kidding. Um, I haven't met very many healthcare professionals that I would not like to work for. So there you go. Um, the next thing is, you know, there's no such thing as perfect staff. And there's no such thing as perfect bosses, by the way. I haven't met one yet. But less than ideal bosses and staff prevent top-notch service and therefore lose a substantial amount of income. And lack of net income for the practice owner is in direct ratio to the lack of management training. So I want to give you some management tools to help you hire some superstars. The first step is make your wish list. What are you looking for? Um, define the requirements of the position you wish to fill. What exactly is the job description? What skills do you want the candidate to have? Uh, do you want them to be young and eager to learn or motherly type with a lot of experience? Um, do you care if they have any experience or not? What languages would be helpful? Some of our clients are from other countries and um, attract people of their own nationality and they need somebody who speaks English and that or French and that language. Um, what personality traits do you want them to have? What are the hours and is there overtime required? These are all very valuable things to nail down first. And what you could do with this is make a wish list sheet, I call it. When you do an interview, you want to have a list of all the things you would really like to have in an ideal candidate. And that is your wish list. And put it on a sheet with boxes beside each item and make a bunch of copies. And after you do each interview, after the candidate has left, tick all the boxes that that person fulfilled for you in the interview. This can be a very objective way to narrow down the candidates by seeing who has the most ticked boxes. That way, it prevents you from hiring by gut feelings or, you know, all, despite all the negatives that you may have observed. All right, so the next step is you have your wish list already and printed. Your next step is to put an ad up. And there are a lot of places to put ads up. Go online and ask for free places to find good staff. One of the companies in Canada is Indeed, but there are other ones as well, including your professional uh, journals and online places that your profession advertises for associates and staff. I mean, the more places you get your message out there, the better. So the first thing about having an ad, however, we're going to take that up, is you need to make it attention grabbing. You know, if you, the key to attracting the vital people that your practice needs starts with perfectly crafting standout job descriptions. And there are six secrets that you need to know to make the perfect job ads. 
Number one is grab attention at the start of the ad. When hiring, try to visualize the ideal candidates that you want for your vacant job post. And you did that by making your wish list, right? Now, these are very important details that you have to think about when drafting a job description. And you will have to grab their attention with alluring, alluring opening lines like, looking for a job that is perfect for a take charge kind of person, or are you searching for a job that will challenge you and give you the satisfaction of helping people at the same time? So after stating the name of the position, write something like that that's very eye-catching. The next step is to um, fill in the details in the ad. You know the name of the position, a concise summary and how valuable it is to the practice. List the requirements of the position. Is this a full-time or part-time position? Salary and benefits. Be transparent if possible. You may not want to put exactly how much the salary is, but just saying good salary or great salary, whichever is the case, and benefits. Um, you want to put the practice location and any other contact information, like if you want their resume emailed to you or if you want them to call you, you know, give them the appropriate information. And also you could um, mention your website so they can go and see it and tell the, uh, uh, the candidate how to apply, in other words. Now, that ad can be quite long if you get carried away. So you don't want to bore your candidate with a ton of details. You want to save the major stuff for the interview. Um, you want your area that you are in, like if you're in, I don't know, this first came up when I talked to one of our clients in Brandon, Manitoba. And he said, oh, nobody's going to come here. So I happen to know Brandon, Manitoba, because I used to live near there when I was younger. So I looked up some details online and I just went, you know what? You live in an incredible area. And um, so the ad could say something like if you're in a unique area of Canada or there is something unique about your practice, you want to make it known and make it sound attractive. For instance, are you kidding? You want a safe fun place to raise your kids with great schools, low crime rate, heavy into sports. Look no further. We are in whatever town it is, Brandon, Manitoba, I put down, which is also close to several beautiful swimming lakes and near a major national park where you can hike, camp, and so on. Wonderful schools and a great place to raise children. Now, there are lots of associates and staff who are looking for places like that. So, you will find them and you do want to find somebody who's going to suit that kind of um, venue or, or location that you're in. If they're a skier, they might want to, you know, be somewhat near Canmore or Banff or Jasper or, you know, if you're in BC in the middle, you want to be near the mountains, uh, Penticton or whatever, you know, for rock climbers, like you got to reach out and you will find that there are people who are just dying to move to their ideal location and they see a, an ad for a job in that place and they're like, yeah, that's just perfect for me. And you'll get an ad, I mean, an answer to your ad. So make your uniqueness known if you have something that you feel is unique about your um, location. 
Okay, another thing that can set your ad apart is some some places where you're allowed to advertise your position, you can include visuals. You can have a little uh, a link to a, a short video of you and your staff saying, hey, we're looking for somebody to fit in with us and we have a great team here and you know the staff can say different things like, I love working here because blah, blah, blah. And another one can say, since I started working here, my whole life has changed because I'm happy all the time. And when I go home at the end of the day, I feel like I've really helped people or whatever, whatever, right? And, or you can just have a nice picture of the team that's fun looking, not all serious, <laughs> you know, that somebody would respond to. So, because, you know, letting them know something cool about your practice and the team spirit is going to encourage someone that's different than what other people are putting in their ads. So they, this is something else you can do to um, make yourself stand out. And um, if you put a little personality into the wording of the ad, it can show the culture of your practice, like fun bunch who really give a hoot about the patients and pampering them. So something like that is also very good. Now, um, here's a sample of an ad that somebody wrote, not sure who, looking for a high energy person with a perpetual smile who loves working with people, is highly motivated, willing to learn, and can multitask. Full-time Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and some Saturdays, Blur and Spadina area, call, blah, blah, phone number. So, um, you know, that is one way that you can attract good staff by having a very short but powerful ad. Um, there are many ways that you could describe the opportunity of somebody working for you. Um, here's another one that uh, was good. We are looking for a friendly, self-motivated and hardworking person to grow within our expanding clinics. Duties would be to oversee daily clinic operations, support clinicians, manage patient care, maintain schedules, and ensure the clinic runs efficiently. We look forward to the addition of a new and dynamic individual. We are a fast-paced, growing foot clinic with clinics throughout the national capital region. We pride ourselves in giving our patients the best care possible from the initial greeting right through the end of the visit. Our typical hours are 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. We do not work on weekends. On occasion, we may need to travel to satellite clinics. Must be bilingual and well-spoken in both French and English. Please forward your resume to blah, blah, blah. So that's a sample ad that is uh, quite compelling. Now, you know, at that point, I'm just going to hit the six key points again for uh, writing the ad. So number one, make it attention grabbing. Number two, details of the position. Three, keep it somewhat concise. Four, stress your uniqueness of your area. Five, include visuals if you possibly can, either a video, short video, like that they can click on a link in the ad or inject some and inject some personality. All right. So those are the key points. Now, from that, you're hopefully going to get some resumes to screen. So we want to have a little look at this. We want to look at the layout and the presentation of the resume. 
and this can reveal the accuracy and neatness of the person. Um, look over their employment history and see if they have the experience you're looking for. And also, are there any gaps in their history? You will want to ask questions about those in the interview. It may be that they were off having a baby, but some people get fired from positions and they want to leave that one blank. And so they say, you know, April 2020 to uh, May 2021 and September 2021 to December, you know, like that kind of thing where there's a gap and you want to make a note of that so that in the interview you're going to ask about it. The actual interview and the candidate should provide you with the greatest amount of information and these hiring questions will help you uh, that we're going to go over. This is your opportunity to watch the individual perform under fire. How do they handle themselves? Can they think on their feet? Do they have the technical knowledge that the position requires? So in the interview process, these are the four points you're looking for. How do they handle themselves and whether they can think on their feet? Number two, do they have the technical knowledge that the position needs? Number three, are they results oriented or a clock watcher? And number four, what are their accomplishments in life as opposed to just in the practice, right? These are very revelatory about the person. If they don't have any accomplishments at all, you go like, who is this person? Are they the right person for your team? What you do want to watch out for, as I mentioned briefly earlier on one of these points, candidates who say bad things about the last boss or place of work run the other way. Candidates primarily concerned about hours, wages, benefits. If people are asking about that in the first interview and it's in a, you feel like it's inappropriate, run the other way. There are people who are concerned about the wrong things. Clear indications that this position is just a stepping stone to other aspirations. Even ourselves, one of my staff hired someone and, you know, she was actually very good. It's just that um, uh, within a week I had the, just a chat with her, like she had done her master's in political science. So I said, what are you going to do with that? just out of curiosity, because you went to all that school, and she said, oh, I'm going to be going back to school and doing my PhD shortly. And within two months, she had done just that. And, um, you know, ask the right questions, and you get the true answers, I'm telling you. So listen for that, because you don't want to invest a lot of time training the person, only to have them leave. You don't want to be a stepping stone. Unless you really do want to be a stepping stone. I mean, I know some practitioners want staff to go back to school and get some additional training so that they can move them up or put them in a different position. That's fine if you're doing it on purpose. But don't yourself be falling for it and having your practice harmed if it isn't your intention. Now, in the interview, here are some questions that you can ask. Like, tell me about yourself. Now, that sounds very innocuous. But you have to remember to be very quiet and let them answer and listen. It's very enlightening what people like to tell you about themselves. And if you be completely silent, they will actually feel compelled to tell you things. And they will talk and talk. If you don't say, oh, that's cool, or go off tan tan on a tangent or anything with them. Okay. 
Another question is, why did you leave or why are you leaving your current position? Depending on whether they're still working there or they're in the middle of uh, leaving. Um, another one is, can you work overtime? And if you need them to work Saturdays, can you work Saturday? Um, here's another question. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? This is actually a legal question that you can ask, but you can't say, have you ever been arrested because you're innocent until proven otherwise. So being arrested is not anything to go by, but have they been convicted of a crime is, is a matter of public record. You could find it if you wanted to go and do the search. But ask them that and watch their eyes. If they get all shifty and they don't, you know, stay confronting you and answer it easily, um, be suspicious. Uh, the next question is, what are the five essential qualities that you feel the person who fills this position we're advertising must possess? It makes them think and you want to see how long it takes them to think on their feet and so on. So... Here's five more questions, and we call them the five seriously good hiring questions. Um, uh, one is, in your last job, what benefits did you bring to the practice? What are you most proud of in your last couple of positions? Um, number two, what did you like most about your last position, and what did you like the least? Again, watch out for somebody who's all negative, but you are asking them for it in this case. Number three, what will you be exchanging with us for your salary? Well, that makes them think sometimes. They go, well, I'll put in time. Uh, no, <laughs> that would not be an adequate answer because that's not what they should be doing for salary. They're supposed to be working hard and helping make patients you know, totally happy with the service they're getting, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> the fourth one is what would you do if, and give them an awkward situation, that could happen in their particular position and see what they would say or do to handle it. And then um, number five, I've already covered what do you consider would be the most essential qualities the person who fills this position must possess. So go with those questions. Now, there are some illegal questions. There's actually quite a few <laughs> when, you, when you find out what they all are, but I, I just wrote down the most common errors that people make. Like you're not allowed to say, are you married? Even though you really want to. You can't say, do you have children? And how old are your children? And do you plan to have children? Are you pregnant? What does your spouse do for a living? How old are you? What is your race? Do you own or rent your home? Do you own a car? You can't even ask that unless the job requires them to have a car and travel. It's really weird, but some of those questions just... But my, I'll, I'll just give you a little hint what I do. If I am concerned about someone um, who's, you know, young and just married or something like that, and I have a position that is going to depend on them being there and it's going to take a lot of training, I don't really want to hire somebody who is, a, you know, planning to have a baby in the next short little bit. You know, I don't mind after a while, a year or two or something like that. Um, and I definitely don't want to hire somebody who's going to have kids that are sick and home from school all the time because that 
really does prevent present a problem for the practice and it means you harm the patients of the practice by not giving them ideal care because you're short staffed every couple of weeks with you know kids being sick and that sort of thing i mean you have to put your patients first in whatever you're doing so lots of people have solutions for it if their kids are sick they have parents that will watch them that sort of thing so you can say you know If one of your kids was sick, who would stay home, you or your husband? Did you notice I didn't say, are you married? I didn't say, do you have kids? And they will say, oh, I don't have kids, or I'm not married yet, and I don't have kids, or no, we have kids, Um, my husband will stay home, or his mother lives with us, and she'll take care of the kids. But you did not violate any rules by asking that question, because you said, If one of your children was sick, who would stay home to be with them? You didn't say, are you married or do you have kids? Very important delineation. Make sure your questions are written down before you do the interview so that nobody can challenge you on them. That is what you said. You did not say, are you married or do you have children? Okay? That is a helpful hint to make sure that you are hiring the right people for your practice. Now, The next thing that you want to do is check references and they must be checked. They must because you don't know about this person. They can say anything that you want. I'll give you an example. We have a personality questionnaire that um, we use and our clients use that is really deadly accurate in telling you about the person. And my daughter and I did an interview on a lady that we were ecstatic about. She was so much fun and we loved her to bits. And we said, you know what, you have the job. (laughs) But fill out the personality questionnaire and uh, send the answer sheet in to us just because. And who can we call for a reference? And she said, "Um, the place where I'm working right now, he knows I'm leaving, so you can call him. So we got the graph in. We looked at it. It said she's psychotic. And we went, whoa, this has got to be wrong. And we know it's never wrong, but we it was just such a violation of our reality. So um, we then called the place where she's working, and she wasn't at work that day. And the guy said, um, I, I said, so, you know, so-and-so said that I should give you a call that you know that she's leaving and she's applying for a job at our company. He said, she is? I had no idea she was leaving. And I went, oh, no, here we go. And he said, okay, so you want to know about her? This is my first employee that I've ever hired. And I don't know if this is the way it should be, but she shows up for the job three days out of five. I don't know which three it's going to be ahead of time. And she doesn't always show up on time. When she's here, she does really good work, but it's so random and she has high days and low days. She's on psych meds and she um, is manic depressive. And I said, okay, we will send you our second best candidate after we hire someone for this position and it won't be that person. And we'll send you a candidate for you to consider hiring to replace her because that is not how it's supposed to be at all. He was so cute. He was like probably 24 or something like that, had his own little company that he was starting. And I felt so bad for him that he didn't know any better. But I was sure glad we checked the reference. Sometimes our clients check them and find out the person has a criminal record because they stole from the practice. Um, 
you know, you want to ask the previous um, boss uh, and make sure it's not a friend or a relative that's answering. All right, make sure this is really a bona fide healthcare professional practice owner that you're talking to. And you want to verify the production record of the candidate. Like, did they really um, produce well and were they on the, you know, on the ball and get along with the other staff and how did the patients feel about them? Were they a team player? And on our personality questionnaire, you know, you can ask questions that show up like, is she a bit lazy? Because that showed up. And they'll say yes or no. Um, And just really let the other person tell you about them. Don't say, would you hire them back? And was she on time? And, you know, the ritualistic questions. Try and get them talking about the candidate. So that's the next thing that you do. Now, you want to, whenever possible, have the candidate or candidates that you selected, you might have chosen two or three people, have them come in and work in the practice for a day each so that you can just watch them and how they fit in with the group and how quickly they absorb what you're giving them to do and and so on. I mean, you have to remember they are new to the practice and they don't know all your systems and may not perform perfectly well as you might want during the short test, but it will give you additional information which you can use when making your final decision. And then, of course, you hire the best candidate after you've looked over all of the facts. Look at your wish list, how many boxes were ticked, how did the uh, resume look, how did the uh, candidate do in the interview with the questions that you asked, how did the reference check go, and then how did the trial work day go. When you've done all of that, You want to choose the candidate that comes closest to your ideal and offer them, him or her, the position. And um, don't forget, you need to have them sign a very valid Employment Standards Act contract. And it has to have in it, this is very important, that they are on a three-month trial, 90-day trial or probationary period. If you don't have that in there, you can't let them go without having some severance pay. If it's in there... You give them notice and pay to the minute. Like halfway through the day, they do something outrageous and you just go, you know what? End of story. They're out of here. And you give them their pay to the minute. You don't have to say anything. We like to be polite and say it wasn't a perfect fit. That way you don't have to say we didn't like your attitude. We didn't like this. We didn't like that. Don't get into that. It's just not worth it. It's not going to go anywhere. Basically, just say it's not a perfect fit. But if it is a perfect fit and you get through the three months, hire them permanently and make sure that they know that they are permanent and treat them well and all the other good things that you should do when you have the perfect staff. All right, so that's my diatribe today on some of the hiring tools that we have that we use and how you can make sure you hire the best possible candidate. If you have any questions, of course, you can always call us and be sure to subscribe to our podcasts or watch out for them. Give us a like, share them with people. There you go. That's all I have to say today. (laughs) Bye for now. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. If you feel your practice should be doing better, please reach out to us for our free practice analysis by going to our website at amican.com 
amicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamicamic